0: Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, and we start with local news. A suspect has been arrested after being apprehended in an officer-involved shooting in Murray County on Sunday. Murray County deputies and Columbia Police responded to an incident concerning a possible suspect from a shooting they were investigating. Deputies encountered suspect Devin Edwin Rice, who shot at law enforcement, leading them on a chase throughout South Columbia. Deputies were able to disable Rice's vehicle during the chase. Rice was then arrested and taken to Murray Regional Medical Center to be treated for injuries. After being released from the hospital, Rice was transported to the Murray County Jail, where he is being held on other unrelated charges at this time. Additional charges stemming from Sunday's events are forthcoming. The officer-involved shooting is currently being investigated by multiple agencies. A court date has been set for the terminated firefighter who allegedly responded to an active shooter hoax at Columbia Central High School on May 3rd, armed with an AR-15. Roy Brooks, who was terminated from Columbia Fire and Rescue last year, was indicted by a grand jury on August 25th on the charge of carrying a weapon on school property. He was booked into the Murray County Sheriff's Office and released the same day on a $10,000 bond. Brooks is now scheduled to appear before a judge at the Murray County Circuit Court on November 8th, where he will enter a plea or the case will be set for trial. According to Tennessee Code Annotated 39-17-1309, carrying a weapon on school grounds or any other property owned and operated by any board of education or school is a Class E felony. According to state law, the penalty for carrying weapons on school property is a maximum of six years imprisonment and a fine not to exceed $3,000. The Rose Hill Cemetery Association in Columbia is currently facing funding woes, which could become an issue in 2024. The association met this week to discuss its annual expenses and is now seeking donations to fund its annual mowing and trimming budget. Founded in 1853, Rose Hill is Columbia's largest cemetery, with an estimated 13,000 graves, including multiple soldiers ranging from private to brigadier general, political leaders, as well as Murray County's only Medal of Honor recipient, John Harlan Willis. Association President Kayla Southern said that the current Rose Hill mowing contract is due to expire in October, with approximately 10% of the needed budget remaining for next year. Next year's budget is projected at $86,000. Mowing and trimming the cemetery is the bulk of the projected budget. To mow and maintain the 40 acres of Rose Hill Cemetery, the association pays roughly $80,000 annually, Southern said in a press release. Unless we raise $80,000 between now and February of 2024, we will not be able to sign the mowing contract in good faith, she said. Rose Hill is also a popular site for annual tours, including an upcoming paranormal investigation, October 22nd, and historical tour on October 29th. This is where Columbia's history rests, and we are charged with protecting it, Southern said. Not only that, but we realize this is the final resting place for loved ones. All of the trustees have family members in Rose Hill, and we want this cemetery to be mowed and cared for as much as anyone else, she said. Rose Hill sponsorships would be broken into multiple blocks, each with an $8,000 tax-deductible donation. Sponsor names will also be featured on a 12-by-12-foot 12 12 sign on display at the cemetery. For more information, visit www.rosehillcolumbia.com or call 931-797-3316. In the fall of 2017, a new church was launched in downtown Nashville called We Are Here. The fellowship met at the High Watt, a music venue located in the Cannery Ballroom Complex in downtown Nashville. A church meeting in a bar actually isn't unheard of, but there was another unique factor. The church community's founding pastor is original Prince and the Revolution guitarist, Des Dickerson. As a musician, I've played in rock and roll bars most of my life. As someone who is both an ordained pastor and a lifelong music business guy, I always thought the ideal venue for a church was a place where folks were accustomed to going on a Saturday night. They may be open to the idea of attending a church gathering Sunday morning in the same place, commented Dickerson. In 2020, COVID hit and the city of Nashville shut down all its public music venues. We Are Here was forced to suspend in-person services and, like many churches, moved online. After over two and a half years of streaming Sunday services and seeing the We Are Here audience extend to other parts of the country and the world, the Dickersons believed it was time to return to living gatherings once again. As a family, they had moved from their longtime home of Franklin to Columbia and felt a strong leading to relaunch the church in their new hometown. In the spring of 2023, the opportunity arose for We Are Here to join hands and link arms with Westminster Presbyterian Church in Columbia. Westminster graciously opened its doors and hearts for We Are Here to share their space in their building in order to help facilitate their relaunch. The church now holds Sunday services in the Westminster Chapel. We Are Here is focused on a few simple but profound principles. They're built on three pillars. One, we are God's idea, not the other way around. Two, the truth is not a concept, but a person named Jesus. And three, God loves us too much to leave us the way we are. We're not necessarily out to build a big church, but to simply build big lives around these principles, said Dickerson. Although some of what we're doing may be a bit different, it's not because we're trying to be different. We're just really committed to being obedient to what we heartily believe God has directed us to do, he said. The re We Are Here at Westminster Chapel meets at 9 a.m. every Sunday morning. Westminster Presbyterian Church is located at 2800 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. You can also find We Are Here on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash We Are Here U.S. and online at www.wearehere.us. Governor Bill Lee announced Thursday the appointment of Columbia attorney Julie Heffington to the 22nd Judicial District Circuit Court judge position, one of three key judicial appointments for newly created state courts. Heffington, who was raised on a farm in Summertown, currently serves as an attorney and partner at Middle Tennessee Law Group. The 22nd Judicial District covers Giles, Lawrence, Murray and Wayne counties. I am honored to have been selected as circuit court judge to serve the people of the 22nd Judicial District, Heffington said. I had the privilege of growing up on my family's farm in Summertown, where my family still resides. My upbringing instilled a love for and understanding of this community, a community I look forward to serving in this new role, she said. Heffington, a partner at Wolliver, Carter & Heffington, practiced in the areas of insurance litigation, divorce, adoption, property disputes, wills, and estates. She earned her bachelor's degree at Middle Tennessee State University and Juris Doctor at Nashville School of Law. The new judicial position was created by the Tennessee General Assembly through Public Chapter No. 396, enacted on May 11th. I am proud to announce the appointment of these highly qualified individuals and value the significant experience they will bring to their respective roles, Governor Lee said. I appreciate their leadership and am confident they will serve Tennesseans with integrity. Prior to attending law school, Heffington was a registered nurse for 14 years, specializing in labor and delivery, recovery, and pediatrics. She earned a nursing degree from Middle Tennessee State University and Juris Doctor from Nashville School of Law, where she, was also, where she also received the Moot Court Award. She remains licensed in the state of Tennessee and is active in promoting the nursing profession. She also is part of the Murray County Bar Association and Tennessee Bar Association. Columbia State Community College will host its 37th annual Celebrating Our American Heritage Lecture Series this fall, with presentations sponsored by the Columbia State Department of History designed to illuminate the past and enhance our understanding of the present. On October 3rd, Greg Mewborn, Columbia State Associate Professor of History, will present Triumph and Tragedy in the Civil Rights Movement, the March on Washington, and the Bombing of the 16th Street Baptist Church. To many Americans, the March on Washington, held in August of 1963, appeared a crowning achievement in the Civil Rights Movement. Only weeks later, the nation was shocked by the brutal bombing of Birmingham's 16th Street Baptist Church, an attack which claimed the lives of four young girls. Mewborn will examine both events and discuss the impact of each on the Civil Rights Movement. On October 16th, Emily Senefeld, Columbia State Adjunct Professor of History, will present The Lone Rock Stockade, convict leasing in Tennessee. Senefeld will use the history of the Lone Rock Stockade in Grundy County, as well as the uprising that occurred there, to explore the history of convict leasing in Tennessee in the decades after the Civil War, a story that culminated in the passage of a recent amendment to the Tennessee State Constitution. Among other sources, Senefeld will draw upon her own archival research for the ongoing Tennessee Convict Stockade Project. On October 30th, Halloween Eve, Dr. Barry Gidcomb, Columbia State Dean of the Humanities and Social Sciences Division and a professor of history, will present Invasion of the Body Snatchers and the Harrison Horror. Dr. Gidcombe will reprise his presentation with new material on the odious practice of grave robbing, or body snatching, which was fueled by the founding of medical schools in America in the 19th century and the demand for cadavers to be used for instructional purposes. Among the stolen was the body of a prominent citizen whose father and son were both elected president of the United States. On November 14th, Zach Kinslow, Columbia State alum and executive director of the Governor Frank G. Clement Railroad Hotel Museum in Dixon, Tennessee, will present Welcome, A History of the Quest for United States Citizenship and the American Response. From the founding of the United States to modern-day America, the idea of who could immigrate and obtain citizenship has been a continually contentious debate. Kinslow will present a program detailing the history of U.S. citizenship and its evolution, and sometimes de-evolution, from the formation of the Constitution to modern citizenship laws. The American Heritage Series lectures are free and open to the public. Each lecture will take place from 4 to 5.15 p.m. in room 118 of the Frank G. Clement Building on the Columbia campus, located at 1665 Hampshire Pike in Columbia. The General Federation of Women's Club's Spring Station Chapter will hold a Bunko and Booze fundraiser on Tuesday, October seventeenth. The event will begin at six PM at the Royal Event and Social located at 4926 Port Royal Road, Suite D and Spring Hill. Not only will you have an opportunity to play Bunko, but there will also be a silent auction. Food and beverages, spirited and non spirited, can be purchased. For the creative souls, you can dress in your best Halloween costume to get into the mood for the event. Raised funds will be supporting the volunteer activities undertaken in the Spring Hill and Thompson Station area, which include supporting a new teacher, starting a scholarship fund, and building out a park bench. To sign up for this event, you can visit form.jotform.co. The General Federation of Women's Clubs Spring Station Ladies welcome other ladies of all ages who share a desire to volunteer to help the community. Meetings are held on the first Monday of the month, except when it lands on a holiday, at the Winchester Community Center Lower Level, located at 563 Murray Hill Street in Spring Hill. Meetings start at 6 p.m. with some time to catch up with friends before the business portion of the meeting. You can contact GFWC Spring Station at gmail.com for more information or follow them on Facebook at GFWC Spring Station Women's Club. Although they're in much better position in terms of staffing than the last two years, Murray County schools are still looking to fill a few vacancies in positions. They are in need of teachers, especially math and special education teachers, school nutrition associates, and bus drivers. Want to be a bus driver but don't have a CDL? No problem. Training will be provided. For more information on job openings and how to apply, visit www.murrayk12.org. And now your hometown memorials, sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Mr. John Mallory Church, 88, a retired realtor and auctioneer and resident of Columbia, died Friday, September 29th at Poplar Estates. Funeral services for Mr. Church will be conducted on Wednesday at 11 a.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Tuesday from 4 to 7 p.m. at the funeral home. Gary Wayne Poe, 73, a musician, entertainer, and resident of Columbia, died Saturday, September 30th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services for Mr. Poe will be conducted on Friday at 3 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Reverend Jeff Kane officiating. Burial will follow in Polk Memorial Gardens. The family will visit with friends on Thursday from 5 to 8 p.m. and Friday from 2 p.m. until service time at the funeral home. Alvin Moore, 94, passed away on September 29th at his home in Columbia, surrounded by his family. Mr. Moore was a longtime employee of Tennessee Farm Bureau. A memorial service will be conducted on Saturday, October 21st at 2 p.m. at First United Methodist Church, with Rev. Tommy Van and Rev. Frank Smith officiating. The family will visit with friends on Saturday from 12 p.m. until service time at the church. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors are assisting the family with arrangements. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why Matt and Susie Sowell believe the way to honor tradition is with especially personal service. We believe your traditions, your customs, your rites of passage are very
1: important, but we also believe in taking care of your personal wishes as well.
0: At Oaks and Nichols, we try to do more than just the expected things. So the service you receive
1: honors your heritage and is uniquely yours. And we invite you to experience the difference.
0: Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have lots of sunshine today with a high of 87 degrees. Winds will be out of the south-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, we can expect mostly clear skies and a low of 57 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine too. At Shelter Insurance,
1: residential. Residential and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931 309 1644. 931 309 1644. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time.
0: But sir, you can't eat during
1: surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Ooh. Whoops. Uh, n- napkin.
0: Napkin!
1: At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. Take five, the stay-in-your-car ten-minute oil change.
0: Deciding what your next home will look like, cost in construction or timing can be intimidating. At The Way Realty, our licensed general contractors help take the fear out of home building by walking you through the step-by-step process of estimating the cost and designing the look that you desire. You can even stay in your house until your new house is finished. Do you have a family farm or a piece of land you would like to build on? Our prices start at $195 a square foot and include brick and nice finishes. Come by our office and see what we can do for you at 800 Hatcher Lane in Columbia or call us at 931-580-4669. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vralis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. With just hours to spare, Congress this weekend passed a temporary funding bill that will at least delay a government shutdown until mid-November. The bill passed the U.S. House with broad bipartisan support, particularly in the Senate, but Tennessee Republicans were among the few lawmakers to vote against the measure. Lawmakers will need to pass a dozen long-term funding bills within 45 days or approve another temporary measure to avert a government shutdown that would disrupt services ranging from veterans' benefits to national parks. In the Senate, a stopgap funding bill was approved on an 88-9 to vote, Tennessee U.S. Senators Marsha Blackburn and Bill Haggerty were among the nine Republicans who voted against the bill. In the House, lawmakers voted 335 to 91 in favor of the funding measure. Tennessee U.S. Representative Steve Cohen, a Democrat from Memphis, voted in favor of the bill. U.S. Representative David Kustoff, a Republican from Germantown, and U.S. Representative Chuck Fleischman, a Republican from Ottawa, also voted in favor of the bill. Today, I voted yes on a Republican bill to fund the government and pay our troops and border patrol agents, Kustoff said on social media after the vote. It is critical that we keep our government open so we can continue to work on bills that cut wasteful spending and get our country back on track, he said. The remainder of Tennessee's Republican delegation voted against the bill, including Representative John Rose of Cookville, Representative Andy Ogles of Columbia, Representative Mark Green of Clarksville, Representative Diana Harshbarger of Kingsport, Representative Scott Desjardins of South Pittsburgh and Representative Tim Burchett of Knoxville. All Republicans. Nashville-based Smile Direct Club Incorporated has filed for relief from debts while it reorganizes to remain solvent. The startup, hailed as a major coup for Middle Tennessee's thriving technology sector when it relocated in 2016, was valued at nearly $9 billion in 2019. On Friday, it petitioned U.S. Bankruptcy Court for voluntary protection under Chapter 11 of the U.S. Bankruptcy Code in the U.S. Bankruptcy Court for the Southern District of Texas as its stock plummeted to 42 cents shares were worth only 16 cents on Monday morning. The company issued a statement outlining rough plans to a recovery via this comprehensive recapitalization transaction, starting with a $20 million investment from founders Jordan Katzman and Alex Fenkel to bolster the company's balance sheet and to protect its near- and long-term financial health. The investment could rise to $60 million if the company enjoys short-term financial success. This transaction is designed to ensure our financial Future financial structure reflects the talent of our team members and the quality of our business, and I'm excited about the future ahead, said David Katzman, chief executive officer of Smile Direct Club. I look forward to continuing to work alongside leadership and our talented team to transform smiles with the reliability and quality our customers deserve, he said. The company did not immediately announce layoffs and said they will continue normal operations. The Nashville Area Chamber of Commerce lists the company as having 2,118 employees and being the 21st largest employer in Nashville. There is an arm of the company located in Columbia. During this restructuring process, Smile Direct Club intends to continue to provide affordable and accessible oral care to its customers without disruption, the statement reads. The additional liquidity the company receives from its founders, coupled with its normal operating cash flows, is intended to ensure Smile Direct Club is able to continue meeting commitments to stakeholders without disruption throughout this process, they said. In 2019, Smile Direct Club received $10 million in Tennessee government subsidies as it planned to quadruple staff to 2,000 employees for its expanded Antioch facilities that include state-of-the-art three-dimensional robotic manufacturing plants. Governor Bill Lee praised the company, which uses advanced technology to provide low-cost teeth-straightening treatment and other dental services, when it promised to deliver more than $200 million in local investment. Companies like this one are the ones that change our state and take it from where it is today and make it a leader in the country, Lee said at the time. They had a decision of many places to go for this expansion, and they decided to do it here, he said. But its $23 per share valuation in a late 2019 initial public offering never materialized, and the company's stock never topped $20. In the following two years, the stock dropped more than 80%. Smile Direct Lab also has been involved in numerous lawsuits with competitors and established dental industry organizations. For the second week in a row, gas prices across Tennessee have decreased. On average, gas prices across the state fell 7 cents over last week. The Tennessee gas price average is now $3.30, which is 12 cents less expensive than one month ago, but 11 cents more than one year ago. Despite oil prices stubbornly staying elevated, pump prices have declined for the second consecutive week, said Megan Cooper, spokeswoman for AAA. Here's some quick facts. 46 percent of Tennessee gas prices have are now below three dollars and 25 cents. Tennessee is the third least expensive market in the nation. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee today.
1: Welcome back to
0: Southern Middle Tennessee today. And now our final story. Olivia Rodrigo joined Cheryl Crow to rock out a duet over the weekend at one of Nashville's historic venues. The two singers sat together for an acoustic take on If It Makes You Happy off Crow's second album, Cheryl Crow at the famed Bluebird Cafe on September 29th. Both Crow and Rodrigo shared the experience on their Instagram accounts Friday night. Pinch me. Read Olivia Rodrigo's post, saying one of my favorite songs of all time with the greatest of all time, Cheryl Crow. What an honor, she wrote. Crow captioned her post, funnest day ever with the amazingly brilliant Olivia Rodrigo. What a talent and the loveliest young woman. Rodrigo recently released her second album, Guts, back on September 8th, where it debuted as the number one album on the Billboard 200 album chart. She is also set to play Nashville March 9th at Bridgestone Arena. Earlier this year, Crow was announced as one of the 2023 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees. It was also announced last week that Crow would be one of the performers for the induction ceremony. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio. If you ever miss a part or all of this broadcast, you can listen to it anytime or read the transcript online by visiting frontporchradiotn.com. It's always there for you. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.